Hello. Welcome to Three Things. I'm Kevin Vela, an attorney at Vela Wood. With me is my associate, Aaron. Hello, hey, Aaron. Kevin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We haven't done three things in a while. Uh, maybe six months? Uh, About? A year, maybe. Well, I'm very excited. That, that I've been included. Very. That's true. Closer to a year. I've been very excited about today's episode of Three Things because we have two entrepreneurs with us and two entrepreneurs who are doing this as a second career. So for those of you who may be new to the podcast, at Vela Wood, we've represented hundreds of startups and small businesses over the years. We actively represent uh, hundreds still, dozens of startups. We might have a handful of venture finances going on at any one point in time. What we've noticed is a lot of startups, regardless of the industry, regardless of the composition of the of the company, one founder, multiple founders, experienced founders, new founders, they all experience the same things, right? All startups and really small businesses go through the same growth curve. So with three things, we bring in founders, employees, investors, and other leaders in Dallas to discuss three things they would tell someone who's starting a business or launching a new endeavor, or perhaps something that they had wished they had known and they can now share this with someone else. So today, we have two VW clients with us who are former NFL athletes turned entrepreneurs. Mark Clayton, founder of Live, Live Headphones. Hey, Mark. Hello. And Jason Fox, <laughs> founder of Earbuds Music. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so let's start by doing an introduction. Mark, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark was a star wide receiver at OU. I knew who Mark was when he was tearing up the Longhorns, some of the worst right. defeats in uh, NFL in uh, yep. Texas football history. Uh, Mark was on the field for a couple of those. So, Mark, why don't you give a brief introduction of yourself and tell us what you're working on right now. Uh, Mark Layton again. I, uh, from, from here in the area of DFW, went to Oklahoma University, played wide receiver, was uh, two-time All-American and got drafted in the first round to the Ravens. Played in the NFL for seven years, five with Baltimore and two with St. Louis, with Incredible, uh, had a wonderful time. And during my time in the NFL, loved headphones, um, got a few headphones and I broke a few of them. And because of my background, I wanted to be like an architecture engineer. I figured I could try to create something that would work for me that was over here. So I started uh, developing a headphone as a pet project and ended up creating a company called Live. And so now we've got Live Headphones and that's been going for about uh, four years now, but production is a beast so <laughs> live headphones is l-i-v-v right and the website is what mark it's liveheadphones.com now we've been working with mark since day one yep. on live and we had a lot of fun with it i've got a couple of the headphones in my uh, in my office uh if you ever see me on a plane i've got them on especially if my kids are around i'm definitely wearing <laughs> them the headphones are very comfortable it's been pr- pretty cool i've learned a lot about the music industry yep. and working with that okay Next, on to Jason. Jason, tell us about yourself. Uh, yes, hi. My, again, my name is Jason Fox, uh, born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. I went to college at the University of Miami, the U. Uh, after, after that, I spent six years in the NFL with the uh, Detroit Lions, and uh, then I went back to Miami with the Dolphins, and had definitely enjoyed my time. Uh, got cut short through injuries, but uh, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, I always knew that I wanted to run my own company. And as I was playing, I was seeing this uh, kind of massive trend in social media and the way things were going. Everybody wanted to experience that live uh, or that real-time aspect. And I would notice guys uh, would take screenshots even of their of their playlists and put it on their Twitters and Instagrams. And I would see guys warming up for games with uh, headphones on, and I just 
as much as with fan interaction the way it is to not right now, I wanted to help people, especially athletes is how it started, share that uh, music or listening experience with their fans. And it's really uh, evolved so much more than that to just a sharing music platform to or this real-time listening uh, uh, company I called uh, started called Earbuds. Okay, so... Mark, you're a little older than Jason. Mark, your last year in the NFL, and I know your career was cut short because of injury as well. Right. Your last year in the NFL was what year? Uh, what was that? 11, 12. 2012. 11, 12. Yeah, and Liv is four years old, right? It's about four years old, so two, wow. 13, right? So it was pretty quick it was pretty, yeah. that you jumped into it. Because I remember yeah. you came and you had some other side hustles you are kind of working yeah. on when we first met. Yep. But this was always a passion of yours. And then, Jason, when did you retire? 2015 was my last year. 2015. And we launched Earbuds earlier this year, right? Yes. But when did you start working on it? Uh, at the end of 2016. Okay. All right. So both of these things, you guys kind of rolled into these things pretty quickly after your career is over. All right. That's uh, Aaron is here for anyone for, I know in case Aaron's mom's Hey, guys. I'm going to chime in here in a little bit. Uh, but we do want this to be about Jason and Mark. So let me start with the first question. I think this is one more just interesting for Aaron and I who, you know, my athletic career was cut short in eighth grade. Uh, Aaron was a collegiate athlete, Division one athlete. You know, not a big deal. I don't. I don't, I don't talk about it around the office very much. So he talked about be a it incessantly. <laughs> he, he rode crew at Colgate, which my understanding is if you show up and have a heartbeat, you're on the team. Yes. But Aaron is very proud to let everyone know he's a Division one athlete. So the three of you share that in common. Actually, right. I'm sure you it's guys brotherhood, brother, right, brother. Yeah. Yes, yes. Can talk about that after the fact. It's awesome. All right, guys. And I know we could go forever on this stuff, but let's let's make it focus. So give it give us an idea of one thing, Mark. You go first. One okay. thing that's different about life as an entrepreneur versus life as a as a um, as a professional athlete. Uh, I think a, a major thing that's different as an entrepreneur is the fact that you got to go get everything. Uh, as an athlete, everything's brought to you. Period. Uh, being at University of Oklahoma, that's one of the top in the country, and um, been fortunate enough to to do well there. You get access to a lot of things. Um, everything's laid out, schedules laid out, foods laid out. Um, I mean, there's there's not much you do other than you know go to sleep, wake up, and know exactly what you're going to do that day. Um, and you know, life outside of that. I mean, even in the NFL, there's there's responsibility. That, you know, being an adult and you're you're a pro and you got to handle your business. But for the most part, those schedules are pretty much in place, and you don't have to worry about it. You just do it. And so, life after that, uh, now being an entrepreneur. Um, going and pursuing where there's capital or setting up a meeting to get into w what our production meeting looked like or a manufacturing agreements and, and going over, you know, seas to sit down and go through the entire process and look what uh, setting up production lines look like. And all that stuff was is nothing like it was when you played football at all. And so it is like all the responsibility now is really on you on whether or not uh, what's happening outside of ball succeeds or fails. And that's a that's a whole nother ball game. That's a whole nother uh, weight to that you're experiencing. Apart from um, being able to just go perform and play a sport that you absolutely love, man, that's awesome. You got to have that that tenacity. You know, one thing that Aaron and I talk about a lot in, in the, the the common threads that run through the entrepreneurs, the startups that we see that are successful, it's not so much intelligence or background, mm. but it's just stick to itiveness, resourcefulness hard work, determination, you go out and get those things and you go out and do it, the world will open itself up to you, right? right? Okay, Jason, same question to you. What's one thing that's different about life as an entrepreneur versus your old life as a professional athlete? Uh, 
Yeah, well, I, want, I was going to piggyback what you said. There's a lot of carryover uh, because you have to work hard in football. You have to work hard at this. Uh, and I was going to go somewhere. I think uh, Mark stole mine, but uh, I can, I can <laughs> give you another one. In, in football, everything's about winning and losing, not only the games, but even every individual play. There's a winner and loser on every single play. If you're an offensive lineman, you're either going to win that rep or you're going to lose it. If you're a wide receiver versus the corner, you're going to win it or lose it. And I've had that mentality of every step of the way. What I learned quickly, though, in negotiations and partnerships and who you're working with, not everything's a win-win-loss. There can be a lot of win-wins. So instead of trying to get the best of everybody and take advantage of everybody, <laughs> it's best to you know find a situation that works works well for everybody, where everybody can benefit from it. So kind of trying to have to retrain my brain to me me not physically beating but me uh you know winning and them losing and to find a solution where everyone can win that's fantastic that's really really cool uh i do think it's one of the things that i know i really enjoy about being a, a transactional attorney versus a litigator right and a little there can be mutually beneficial settlements but usually not that often a but, transactional attorney we're all working towards the same goal mm-hmm. well and i think in in Litigation, it's you know you'll have a, a winner and a loser, but most of the time neither party you know if it's a mediated or an agreed right. upon settlement, nobody. There's has a lot. A, it's a, there's a lot of lose lose situations, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool thing. That's a really neat perspective, you know, Jason, of looking at things. I'm sure Aaron, this is drawing, this is kind of stoking the competitive fire in you from your old crew. Yeah, days. yeah. You know, I just wish I were like you know head of the Schuylkill in, <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Just <laughs> man, that that would be great. All right, so Aaron, you got another question? Yeah, um, I guess this time we'll start with Jason. Jason, is there something that you'd wish somebody had told you about being an entrepreneur or starting a business that, that they had told you before you did that? You know, I think they did, but I don't think they did a good enough job explaining <laughs> how how many uh, just things, how many things just don't go your way, how many setbacks there's going to be. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but it's just one thing after another. As soon as you, uh, you cross one thing on the off the list, you got 10 more and it just, it can, it stockpile on you fast because, uh, when you think something should go a certain way, it rarely does. And so there's, there's, you have to overcome a lot of obstacles. You have to have a lot of tenacity, like Kevin said earlier, and just uh, just keep pushing through it, keep uh, figuring out a way to get it done, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, uh, make it succeed. In the NFL, playing football generally, you know, you come to a point where it's the end of the game, and you can take a breather, and you know, you're getting ready for the next game, or you come to the end of the season, you're still getting ready for the next season almost right away, but you just tend to have a little bit of a, a breather, and you can say, okay, I can relax for a minute, and then I can start again. But I would imagine as an entrepreneur, it is you know, it, it, there's no rest time. No, there's not at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a go, go, go type person. And I find myself waiting on, uh, you know, other people to, you know, if I need someone to help me out far as, uh, you know, development or this or that, or, you know, I'm, Hey, why wasn't this done yesterday? But even far as work schedules, I mean, you know, a lot of people go to work, you know, nine to five and, you know, when they come home, they're off or on the weekend, they're off when you're an entrepreneur, I mean, if there's work to be done, you just kind of find yourself doing it all the time or at all hours of the night. So it's a it's a completely different mentality than uh, I, I guess than probably most are used to. Yeah. You know, Jason, I want to comment on that notion of sometimes you make mistakes or failing. Every every entrepreneur goes through that. 
and they're just different sets, but those are what sets you apart from your competition. So if someone's trying to go through this and someone there's someone behind you who wants to do the exact same thing, I think what you what you're creating is a really neat idea, but let's be candid. You're not you're not inventing a wheel here, right? This isn't some groundbreaking idea. I mean, you're taking something that's really interesting over here, matching it up with, you know, a, a particular segment of the population people are very interested in following or seeing, and we're putting those two together. So you just have to do it better, right, than anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna kind of agree with you, kind of disagree with you, because I do think what we're doing is really cool and innovative. And it, like I said, it started with athletes and connecting athletes to fans through music, but it's really evolved to so much, so much bigger than that. I mean, you can follow uh, your favorite uh, coworker that has the best playlist. Your, you know, your friend, your girlfriend. If your husband's deployed, you can see what they're listening to in a real time aspect. Let me rephrase that. I don't want to say that's not innovative. What I mean is. We're not, it's not patent protected, right? right? Someone else could come up with the same idea. Right. And there might be some patent technology there, some, some small things you can do, but there could be someone else on, you know, on earth. There's probably someone else in the city right now who's thinking, that would be cool if I could do this, right? right? And so the point I want to make is that a lot of ideas are very similar. And it's not so, I mean, Mark wants to build a better headphone and Mark's got a very specific purpose. Now, Mark has some design patents, which we think will help to protect it. But still, what Mark's, the problem Mark's trying to solve isn't revolutionary. It's not something that no one else is thinking about. So where you're going to go and win on is through the execution and through, you know, just taking all the steps that you've taken just to get where you are today. Of course. And yeah, and I don't mean to hog the mic here from Mark, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you there. It's, uh, and I know we're not the first person that's tried to do something similar to this. I know we probably won't be the last. So what we have to do is do it best and we have to, you know, deliver an awesome product and deliver an awesome product quickly. And so that's the point I wanted to make is everyone's going to go through a learning curve of some sort. For instance, I'm sure you've, you've, you know, I'm just going to make assumptions here, but perhaps you had an issue with a supplier. Perhaps you had an issue with a logo. Perhaps you had an issue with the workflow or the wireframe. Now, I would like to think that you haven't had issues with lawyers because you know you were able to be introduced to us, and this is what we do. I did, but not you guys. That's, okay, why, so that's why I ended up with right, you guys. Okay. <laughs> but well, but so good answer. Yeah. But but someone else who might even be at a later stage and have a law firm that's not appropriate for them, and they're having to go switch law firms. They're going to go through a different kind of growing pain that you're going to go through. So everyone goes through these growing pains. Mm-hmm. It's the process of growing through them, of going through them that leads you to the next step. You know, I always think that there's two types of developments for any entrepreneur. There's the business development, is the business moving along, and then there's the personal development of the entrepreneur himself, right? Mm-hmm. I started this business from nothing. It was just me in a in a strip mall up in Richardson, and we built it into, we're not building a tech company, we built it into a services business, but I've gone through the exact same growing pains that you guys have gone through or will have to go through. You're gonna have to hire people, you're gonna have to go find office space, you're gonna have to take on a line of credit. I've done all those things myself, and some of these things you can't learn right you have to experience you can't get them from a book you can't get them from a podcast someone else you can accelerate that growth but there's no way you're ever to completely do without experience so i want to know if anyone out there is listening they think oh man i've made all these mistakes my company's been set back it hasn't whoever's behind you is going to make similar mistakes and the timeline is going to be about the same so you are that much further ahead of anyone behind you and that's what i really want anyone listening who might be thinking Am I behind or am I taking too long? Most likely you're not. Just keep at it. Like Mark said, just keep going, right? Keep doing something. And all of that is, is building a, uh, a larger gap between you and the person behind you. Mm, all right. Are you on, what was the question again? Let's go back to Mark. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, Mark, sorry sorry if we if you fell asleep over there. <laughs> We've been ignoring you, but. Uh, I got my Adderall. <laughs> uh, so 
Again, same question for you. What's a yeah. piece of information or you know advice that you wish somebody had given you before you started to live? Um, man, to be honest, I, when we when we first started, Kevin, when I first came in, first had the idea, first met my my one of my partners, Dale. I, that was uh, let me see, summer 2012, summer 2013. Um, I f- I just knew by 2014 we'll be up. Headphones would be out and in stores <laughs> everywhere. And we'd sell a million of them, no problem. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Like, I, and and I was told like, yo, it's going to take time and it's going to be hard. Nobody told me it was going to be hard as fuck. Right. <laughs> and, it, it, and I mean, it really did start in 2012, and here we are in 2017, the summer of 2017, and I just got the fifth iteration of a headphone to test. Yes, no, today. I picked it up today. <laughs> and and so when thinking about, you know, what what I wish I would have known then, I think it, it would be more the testing, like just the testing phase. Cause we're, we're creating like something that's a unique experience. Um, I mean, we do have some IP. We have an industrial patent and a design patent. But, you know, overall, it's it's an experience with hardware. And so, I mean, for us, that our our value is based on what somebody experiences when they open that box and they put it on their head, and what what happens. And so, going back and forth uh, with the issues that we've dealt with with production, the the issues that we found um, through our early Kickstarter backers, um, and knowing that that part was a part of the uh, build up building phase, and not the uh, go to market per se phase, and that cost you like a lot of money yeah mark you bring up a really good point because that's a big difference between the companies that the two of you've built you know jason's building a a software company essentially and mark's building a hardware company and so if something goes wrong and there's a problem with the app for jason (laughs) you know he can call his developer and the developer you know hopefully within a matter of minutes maybe a matter of hours it's not minutes yeah it's not minutes (laughs) (laughs) can can fix it but mark for you to test it it, i mean it takes a while to get a physical product built and shipped to you correct yeah and no i mean so his setback may be you know a month i mean i don't know our setbacks are a year um, because of you know it's it's going back to industrial design the mm-hmm. the bare bones okay well maybe we have to change this and if we change that then now we're going to have to tweak the production line and we're going to have to tweak the tool that all, we already paid for and now we're going to have to pay for the change on that tool and by the way if if we're uh, making changes uh, in regards to some of the software while we're doing this because we see now that oh people would like it to be like this. Um, we're going to have to pay another fee to get licensing to do that and before we even go into production. And so, I mean, it, it is an expensive game to play. Um, and so in the way we timed everything out and put the schedule together, it was like, man, we, we found out at certain points in the future that, oh, we're actually not here. We're still back here. And that's devastating. It's devastating. And so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to have, you know, uh, people in my corner and my team and just around that have experienced enough of what we've done at different phases of it to say, man, you know what, th- this, is, this is still not out there. And this is like, this is good shit. Like, keep going. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've got to spend time speaking to some of the you know people that we'll eventually do business with. Um, and just that feedback has been very encouraging. But overall, man, it's, it's 
it's been a monster. Like it's been a monster. But it's, there's been those moments where it's like this is awesome. Like it's absolutely awesome. All right, third question. Now we just went through this part. We talked about you just have to go through growing pains. But hypothetically, yeah. if we could start over, knowing what you know now, right? What is one thing? And there might be multiple, but just the first one that comes to mind, or a big one that comes to mind. What's one thing you would do differently? So it's you're waking up that morning and Mark for Mark was 2013 for Jason who was you know he said uh, end of 20 or 2016 mm-hmm. and you're saying okay I've got this idea I'm gonna really go with this like I've been thinking about it long enough I've talked to a few people I think I can do this I'm gonna really do this mm-hmm. and now you know what you know today what would you do differently who's got who wants to go first I will hire a product development specialist number numero uno hands down by far um, just the what I got to experience from um, the the group that we brought in that focuses on product development in this last six months um, has been night and day from what <laughs> I've been through and experienced the last three and a half years. Um, and that, that I mean, it would have saved so much time, so much money, so much energy, heartache. Now, it's so- hard because you probably didn't at first because you didn't want to incur the cost. Correct. Right? But now on the backside, after going through the different iterations, you know that it would have been better yeah. to do that. Absolutely, and it, it, it's the it's the group that we were dealing with. That's you know they're like, oh, we can we'll take care of that. We'll make sure you're in good hands, and we'll make sure this and that and blah blah blah. Let's blah. go back to 2013, Mark, because I was there, and you were telling me, okay, this I'm going to meet with these people, and I've got this team, and they're going to help me out, and I've got this idea. Yep. And I didn't know any better. I'd never been part of a headphone company. Right. But is there anything I could have done, or someone could have said to you to convince you otherwise? We said, Mark, no, 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 no. These guys are gonna be fifty grand or a hundred grand, but we have to do it. All the money we're investing, and you, you've you've invested a lot of your own funds into this thing. Yep. All the money we're investing, we have to spend that money right now to go spend with a product design specialist. Do you think you would have been willing to listen to that advice at that point in time? Um, I, I will. I like to say yes. <laughs> like right. I would like to say absolutely. I listen to that, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I was so gung ho and excited about the fact that this was so different. Right. That it would uh, hold its own. And I think you probably would have said, yeah, but I've got this other guy and someone else has this idea and we could do it for less and mm-hmm. I'm just going to try this. Yep. And then it's four years later. Trust and now me. you know, and whatever you do after you do this, yep. the first thing you'll go do is hire the exact expert you need. Ad- absolutely. And you know, that's absolutely. something we do here. Like We have a couple of third-party vendors that I just trust. I just don't question it. If they tell me this is what it's going to cost, I just mm. say, just do it. Like I trust them. It took so long to establish that level of trust and confidence in mm. these particular people, whether it's an accountant or a web designer or whatnot. Right. Once you find that you're comfortable with it, then just do it because now right. I can focus on the other parts of my business. Yeah. Right? Well, I can I think, risk. And I think that's part of the reason why second, third, fourth time founders Absolutely. are so much more successful you know, mm. up front early on. It's because they've seen it all before and they know okay if i don't hire this person or this team it's going to set me back in the long run and that's yeah. the point yeah. is that has really very little to do with the idea right and everything to do with the decision making process and the right. execution and the and execution, execution right and their maturation just as a person as an entrepreneur as a uh, as a founder so yeah really really interesting stuff this yeah. is why your next idea mark might be nowhere near as cool nowhere right. near as novel nowhere near as sexy but your timeline will be super accelerated <laughs> so, so, yeah yeah all right, Jason, what is one thing you wish, knowing what you know now, you know, go back a year when you were just kicking this thing off, one thing you wish you'd done differently? I got to start going first because you guys steal all my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I got... I know I said uh, we'd only pick one, but there's two, and one's going to be good for you guys. Is you know, nothing against lawyers, but I I, I had really bad experiences. I, I talked to probably five or six 
uh, different law firms, and they all tried to, um, you know, screw us over in one way or another, uh, cost or just doing a, just a piss poor job that didn't back up. I know you guys, we had to redo some of our paperwork. Um, and that really set us back for, uh, and so to, to kind of piggyback on what you guys said, just doing it right the first time in every aspect. And that includes, uh, you know, having the right, uh, company agreement and everything that your law firm will handle for you. Uh, and, but the other thing I was going to say is, is probably just, the you know this the development we've been really blessed we've had two developers and they've both been awesome the only thing i would have probably done sooner is hire our second guy quicker Mm -hmm. uh you know like you said you want to just save money you want to do other stuff trying to just delay expenses as long as possible uh but when you really see the value that he uh, you know what he's brought to us uh i just and just kicking myself, uh, kicking myself over and over again from not finding him and hiring him sooner because he's uh, he's been a real blessing. And that doesn't take anything away from our first guy, but two two guys are better than one. This is that man. The developer one is so important. This has been my experience in watching our clients go through developers. Is everyone says, "Look, my buddy's friend is going to do it, and he's working part time, but he's really interested in the idea, and he's just going to do it. And he's going to do it for ten thousand when you know." To build any app, you're starting at seventy five thousand. You're probably crossing six figures pretty quickly. But you know, my buddy's friends would do it for ten thousand. Well, either that guy, he's not that talented, or if he is that talented, which happens a lot, but he has a full time job. And on top of his full time job, he's got a girlfriend, or he plays on a soccer team, or whatever. And your thing that you're paying him a little bit, or you're giving him equity, it's just not that interesting, yeah. right? And this comes up all the time. Now. You don't necessarily have to buy a Rolls Royce for your first iteration. And there's some amazing, you know, the bottle rockets of the world, the mutual mobiles of the world. Those guys are building enterprise level mobile apps and and web apps for Fortune 500 companies. You don't need that. But if you're going to hire a developer, ask them for references, get some examples of the work that they're done, pay a little bit more. Like, don't pick the low cost provider, right? You don't want to do that. You don't need the Rolls Royce, but you want something that's going to have a warranty on it, that's going to have some backup behind it. So, yeah, that's one thing that, that's something that someone just listening to this podcast can learn from, right? Don't go the low cost route on development web work. Uh, All right, I want to get this wrapped up. This has been really, really cool. Really excited to have both of you guys here. I think it's cool to introduce you guys. You know, there's one thing we like doing is taking our clients that might make sense to to uh, make a connection. I think you guys probably have some things to talk about. Aaron, do you got any final thoughts before I uh, kick out everyone's Twitter handle? Uh, no. Like like normal, I have no additional thoughts. Okay. Thank you. I know. <laughs> All right, guys. So Thank thanks you. for listening. Check out our show notes at VelaWoodLaw.com. Click on blogs and you'll see this listed towards the top. Um, follow us on Twitter at Vela Wood Law. You can find Live Headphones at LiveHeadphones.com. That's L-I-V-V Headphones.com. Follow Live on Twitter and Instagram at Live Headphones. Find Earbuds currently best ways on Facebook, right? At Earbuds Music. And in Instagram. In Instagram. And then uh, the website is uh, EarbudsMusic.com as well. EarbudsMusic.com. And then um, if you got any questions or comments for Aaron or I, podcasts at VelaWoodLaw.com. Email us, podcast at VelaWoodLaw.com. And finally, and most importantly, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe. And subscribe. Got it. Okay. Thanks, guys.